Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. So, we are in Advent, and we are starting a new series called Calm and Bright. Because uh, this Advent season and this Christmas Eve, we are celebrating the 200th year of the song Silent Night, which is one of my, not my favorite Christmas song. I shared that on Facebook. Uh, we had a question about what your favorite Christmas song was on yesterday, and I shared what mine were. You can go and look to see what I put. But Silent Night is up there. It's one of those songs that's, that's one of my favorites. And the song really started out in a very quiet way, believe it or not. Uh, in 1818, Father uh, Joseph Moore from the St. Nicholas Parish in Obendorf, Germany, he got to the church early on Christmas Eve, and he was going around making preparations like all of us pastors do to make sure everything is, is right and ready to go for the worship service, and he goes over to the organ. A- and back then, they didn't have electricity, so in order for the organ to play, the uh, organist would have to pump air into the organ and and he looked at the organ and all of the billows were eaten out by mice and 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 the pastor was just beside himself because he didn't had no idea what he was going to do for the Christmas Eve service that evening so he he goes to his office and and he starts going through stuff that he has written, and he finds this old poem that he wrote called Stilly Nacht. And, and he thought that this would be a great text to, to share on Christmas Eve, but it needed music. So he, he went over, got on his bicycle, went to a nearby town, and ran into a friend of his, Franz Gruber, who was a, a musician and a composer, and, and he gave him the, the words to this poem. And Franz Gruber came up with the tune that we love and know so well. And, and not only did he come up with that tune, he came up with it the way it could be played on a guitar. And I almost did that today, but I, I decided you didn't want to suffer through my uh, guitar playing. But uh, he, he had Silent Night played by guitar, and that's what they did for that Christmas Eve service. And then the song took off, and the song became more and more popular, especially through Germany. Then 50 years later, an Episcopalian priest by the name of John Freeman Young published the English words that, that we are familiar with today. And then the song has been translated in, in so many different languages as sung all over the world, and it's just that that tune by Gruber that makes the song help connect with us even today. Now, in 1914, uh, something else was going on in the world. That was the start 
of World War I, I believe in July of, of 1914. So the war started in Europe, and they were fighting. The, uh, the English were fighting against the Germans. And then when we got to the point around Christmas time, there was a truce. It was called the Christmas Truce of 1914. And then four years ago, a, a British uh, radio station pulled together a uh, remembrance of this event, and they had a radio program where the host said these words. A remarkable story emerged from the front-line trenches of World War I. Though accounts vary, it seemed that in the week leading up to Christmas 1914, groups of German and British soldiers began to exchange seasonal greetings, cigarettes and songs between the trenches. This unofficial ceasefire allowed soldiers on both sides to venture out into no man's land, which is the stretch of land between the German and British trenches. They went out there to collect and bury the bodies of dead soldiers. One version of events had it that the Germans began singing Stille Nacht, Silent Night on Christmas Eve. The British soldiers recognized the tune and then joined in. Some groups of soldiers even finished up a game of soccer together. So on opposing sides, playing soccer together on the battlefield. Actual letters from British soldiers who witnessed the truce give us a glimpse of that Christmas Eve on the Western Front over 100 years ago. Some of the letters said this. The Germans started singing and lighting candles about 7.30 on Christmas Eve, and one of them challenged any one of us to go across for a bottle of wine. One of our fellows accepted the challenge and took a big cake to exchange. Now, remember, this, this is during World War I. Another letter says, We came from our mouse holes and saw the English advancing towards us and waving cigarette boxes, handkerchiefs, and towels. They had no rifles with them, and there, were, and there we knew that it could only be a greeting and that it was all right. Another person wrote, We had a church service and sang hymns. We met with the Germans midway between the trenches and wished each other a Merry Christmas. We exchanged buttons, badges, caps, etc., and we all sang songs. And then the final letter said that they gave us cigars and cigarettes and toffee, and they told us they didn't want to fight but had to. Some could speak English as well, and we could see ha some had worked in Manchester. The Germans seemed very nice chaps who were awful sick of the war. We were able to move about the whole of Christmas Day with absolute freedom. It was a day of peace in war. It's only a pity that it was not a decisive peace. A German soldier said to me, today, Christmas Day, nice, tomorrow we shoot. As he left me, he held out his hand, which I accepted, and said, Farewell, comrade. And with that, we parted. You know, it, it's amazing to me the power of a moment, and I think also the power of a song that allows us to, to rally around these words, to allow us to experience the love and grace of God, even in the midst 
of some of the most difficult situations that we may have to face. Over the next four weeks, as we make our way through Christmas, we will uh, sing Silent Night. We'll sing the different verses, and we'll talk about how those help us reflect and remember the coming of the Christ child. Because, see, Christmas isn't here yet. The world may tell us that by, by telling us we need to get all of the stuff and we need to make sure everything's wrapped and all ready to go. But as the church, we know that, that we are in this waiting period where we know that God's kingdom is, is coming, but it's not quite here yet. We see glimpses of it. We see glimpses of that within each other and, and through the work that we do, but we know that we await the coming of the Christ child. We could have started out by saying one of the, uh, the, the Christmas verses that we all know full and well, but I thought we would start even further back by looking at one of the prophetic words about the Christ child. So I invite you, if you have your Bibles with you, to open up to Isaiah chapter 9. And we're going to read verse 2 and then verse 6 and 7. If you don't have your Bibles with you, that's okay. We'll have the words up on the screen for you to follow along. So hear the word of the Lord. Isaiah writes that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch dark land, light has dawned. A child is born to us. A son is given to us. And authority will be on his shoulders. And he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces will do this. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, we come to you this morning. We come already in the midst of this busy season, preparing and planning for uh, the upcoming festivities, parties that we go to, presents that we buy. But Lord, as we move through this holy season of Advent, help us to pause. Help us to fully embrace this period of waiting so that we may see you in the midst of the world around us. So God, we lift this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the things when I think about Advent, I think that it gives us the opportunity to remember and to know that there is still darkness in the world. I think one of the things about the hymn Silent Night, it helps us to see that even in the midst of darkness, there is hope. In the midst of darkness, there is peace. In the midst of darkness, there is a way for us to see the way of Christ. 
I don't know about you, but for me, over the past year, past couple of years, I, I have just been beaten down. There are a lot of things that are happening in the world that I think to myself, my word, Lord, as the church, as followers of Christ, can we do better? Can we be the people that you have called us to be? There is so much darkness. I, I want to chip away at it. And I want to make it all go away. But I think that is where our problem starts. We think that darkness is something that we can chip away at. We think that there is darkness is something that we can eliminate. But I think we need to look at darkness not as something that we can eliminate, but it is something that we can fill. And the thing that we can fill darkness with is with light. You know, you go into a room or, or, or like this picture here, or you see this window and, and everything around you is dark and desolate. But that, that one light from, from the center of the picture, from that window, comes in and it pierces the darkness. And we as followers and believers of Jesus Christ, that is what we are called to do. We are called to, to, to pierce the darkness and to fill the darkness with Christ's light. For instance, if, if you struggle with pride, maybe you need to fall in love with humility. If you struggle with always being right, explore the wonders and freedoms of admitting you are wrong. If you struggle with lust, learn to value self-control and the dignity of others. If you struggle with envy, embrace admiration. If you're angry, binge on forgiveness. If you're selfish, commit to serving others. And if there is a person that you find hard to love, don't get hung up on trying to look past their flaws. Rather, seek out the goodness that is in them. See, all of that is possible because we remember that first and foremost, in the midst of our darkness, God is there. Psalm 139.12 says, But even in darkness I cannot hide from you. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same in you. So instead of trying to, to, to get rid of the darkness, let's fill the darkness with Christ's light. We don't, I don't believe we have this on, on the bulletin, but it, it'll be on there next week. Uh, we just confirmed uh, something that I love during the Christmas season called the service of hope and healing. That's because we know that Christmas is not always a joyful and happy experience. People go through dark and difficult times. So on December the 20th, which is a Thursday night, it's close to the winter solstice, uh, the, the darkest day in the year. We'll gather here in the sanctuary and we'll remember the hope and, and, and the love that comes from Jesus Christ. And if you are dealing with something in your life, you are welcome to come for that healing 
and wholeness, to allow God's presence to fill your life, to which isn't going to make it go away, but hopefully it'll give you some peace and understanding to know that you do not have to go it alone, that God is there with you. And one of the ways that we are able to experience the presence of the God who loves us and cares for us is something that is maybe so hard for you to do. I know it's hard for me. It's just taking the opportunity to be silent. Silence is such a powerful thing for us to do. You know, our lives are filled with noise. I know whenever I hop in the car, I, I turn on the radio or I turn on a podcast. If I'm in my office and I close the door and the silence gets too much to me, I, I turn on music or I, I start talking or I start playing guitar. I, I don't want to have any type of moment where there isn't some kind of noise in my life. But one of the beauties of this song, Silent Night, it gives us first and foremost at the very beginning a reminder of silence. That in the midst of, of everything that was happening in the world around the birth of Jesus, that it was silent. And that God spoke through that silence and gave us his Son. See, part of silence, it allows us to uh, pay attention to what is stirring inside of our soul. We, we may have something that we need to, to confront in our lives, and when we take the opportunity to be silent, it allows God to speak in and through us. When we're silent, it allows us the opportunity to release those things that are going on in our busy minds. And if you're like me, your, your mind's going a thousand miles a minute, just going from one thing to the next about all of the responsibilities, all of the tasks, all of the busyness that is around you. And then the final thing that silence helps you do, it allows you to experience solitude and silence and then pour into the lives of others. That is something we as followers of Christ must do. We must take the time to pour ourselves into others so that they can feel God's love and grace. To remember this is one of my favorite verses from Psalm 46, verse 10. The very opening of that verse, it reminds us to be still. Not be hurried, not be frantic, not be active, but be still and know that I am God. When we allow that opportunity, then we finally can experience God's peace. When we allow God to be the one who is active and moving in our lives and when we try to finally release to be the ones who are doing everything, then we can have God's full peace. Philippians 4, 6-7 says, Don't be anxious about anything. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We have a ways to go before we get to the manger. We have a full month of activities. We have a full month of waiting. We have a full month of franticness ahead of us. But we need to be silent. We need to embrace the darkness and allow God's light to come and fill the darkness with his goodness. We need to be quiet and allow the silence to speak to and in and through us so that the peace that we receive, we may share with others. I love the fact that uh, this year, the first Sunday of Advent falls on uh, Communion Sunday. And when uh, Advent falls on Communion Sunday, it gives us an extra a step, if you will, an extra way for us to embrace the love that God has for us in this season as we partake in the breaking of the bread and in the pouring of the cup. We remember that all of this is because Christ came as a baby. And all of this is here so that we may be connected to the love and grace of Jesus Christ to be the body of Christ for the world. So I pray that as we continue in this celebration of Advent, that you allow yourself to be filled with God's love and grace and mercy and you can feel his power flow through you so that you may share his love for others. Would you please pray with me? Oh God, we thank you. We thank you for the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, as we said, we're not quite there yet, but we know that there is a world that needs to hear about your love and grace. Help us to be refreshed by uh, this meal and help us to be mindful during this season to wait, to be silent, to fill the darkness with your light and allow your grace to guide us and move us. And so, Lord, we lift this season up to you. In the name of the one who loves us and cares for us, Jesus our Lord. Amen.